it can be done and it, and it can be done really well at, at a small municipal level. So fear not, it can be done successfully. Welcome to episode 205 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. Westfield, Massachusetts has recently deployed its new fiber-to-the-home pilot project, Whip City Fiber. The community's municipal gas and electric utility is taking charge of the project, which is growing to more neighborhoods, as residents and businesses direct the expansion with early sign-ups. Aaron Bean, Operations Manager, and Sean Fitzgerald, Key Accounts and Customer Service Manager, both from Westfield Gas and Electric, join Chris today. Aaron and Sean describe how this Massachusetts town has started bringing fast, affordable, reliable connectivity to residents and businesses in an area of the state where incumbents just don't offer high-caliber services. Westfield Gas and Electric has a loyal following among the community and is now providing that same level of customer service to its fiber-to-the-home customers. Check out our stories on Westfield at muninetworks.org and learn more about the service at whipcityfiber.com. Now here's Chris with Aaron Bean, Operations Manager, and Sean Fitzgerald, Key Accounts and Customer Service Manager, both from Westfield Gas and Electric. Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits Podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell, and today I'm speaking with Aaron Bean, the Operations Manager of Westfield Gas and Electric. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Chris. And we also have uh, Sean Fitzgerald, the Key Accounts and Customer Service Manager, also from Westfield, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I'd love to start off by learning a little bit about Westfield for people that have not been there. What's the size of the community? You know, what kind of things do you guys do there? Go ahead, Sean. Take it away. Okay. We have about 18,000 customers here at Westfield at the foothills of the Berkshires. Most people do know where the Berkshires are in uh, Massachusetts, about two hours west of Boston. It's a great community. Again, we supply gas and electric and now uh, fiber optics for our customers. Great. And uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us something about the uh, the fiber optics? It's a, I know it's a new pilot project. You guys have got a great name for it. What is it? Yeah, the name for our new service is called Whip City Fiber. And that ties in with our community roots. Uh, little known fact, Westfield was one of the premier uh, buggy whip uh, cities in the entire world. And so our legacy goes back way um, back into the 1800s when they produced buggy whips. And so now buggy whips aren't uh, in fad now, but uh, fiber optics is. And so we wanted to carry on the the name of Whip City into our new service. So what happened with uh, the pilot project? How did you get into um, delivering this service to customers? Uh, we have been in uh, internet and fiber optics communications for well over 20 years now. In the mid-1990s, we installed fiber optic cable throughout the city to connect up our municipal facilities to uh, cut down on our telecommunicating costs to both uh, provide data services between our business office and our operations office and our field uh, facilities, such as our substations and gate stations. Uh, Since that time, we've quietly connected up uh, large commercial and industrial customers in Westfield, and we've been providing them both uh, lit Ethernet services and dark fiber services to connect up to their buildings. We then came forward uh, last year where we decided that we wanted to 
expand into the residential market and provide this service to our, our residential customers and small business customers as well. Sean, you want to take it from there? So we decided to choose a pilot that was indicative of many facets of the city. We have uh, challenges in both underground and overhead. We have about 241 customers. And in that pilot that we launched last year, we had a successful take rate um, in that in that area. Um, but what we learned was, you know, what the construction challenges would be, what the sales challenges would be. Um, we are in a competitive environment in that pilot. Um, since then, since we've had success in that pilot, we have decided to expand into roughly 2,000 more homes and businesses. So started out with about 240 homes last year. This year we'll expand into roughly 2,000 homes and businesses. Um, so we are just about to embark on a construction launch in the next two weeks uh, for three more fiber hoods, and then we'll continue from there uh, throughout this summer. You know, one of the things that I noticed in reviewing your Facebook page is that uh, there's a lot of dissatisfaction with the previous players. Um, I know that you have a national cable company and a national telephone company servicing you, and it seemed like they just weren't getting the job done. Is Yeah, I'll say this, that what we did was we, Aaron and, and the team, hired a professional marketing research firm to do research to see if there's a need and our customers overwhelmingly said, yes, we, we would take service from a local provider. We welcome the opportunity to have an option. And um, that market research really pointed us in this direction. Uh, our customers were telling us they wanted it. Um, our service satisfaction levels are very high. So if you look at our annual utility satisfaction uh, surveys, we get very high, high marks for our local service. So we knew that we had uh, something to offer in that in that arena, and we're we're applying that great service to this product and service, just like we do on the gas and electric. And when you do that, I'm I'm curious, uh, Sean, um, did you train everyone in the utility to answer questions about telecom, or do you have a subset of like customer service folks that only deal in telecom? We have trained. Primarily our, our service staff, our customer service staff, but there has been some service people like our field engineers and technicians who we've included in some of the training. Um, we have done entire company training, which is broad-based general overview training of the fiber business. But when you get down to the brass tacks, how do you sell fiber? How do you educate customers on streaming and, and, and options and things like that? Yes, we have done more intense training for our customer service team, and it's paid dividends. We're seeing um, them able to articulate the advantages of streaming, the education process of cutting the cord, because uh, we're not offering television. Well, I want to. I will get into that in a second, and I'm, I want to direct this question to you, Aaron, as operations manager. Um, one of the challenges that we've seen from communities that have considered pilot projects like this is that um, you have so many fixed costs with just starting to serve customers. It can be hard to roll it out to a small number of customers without having to get some write some pretty big checks that may not be covered by that small customer base. Did that? Mm -hmm. Did that? Was that a challenge for you at all? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the challenge was, as you point out, the it is a significant capital 
and the construction costs, the CapEx costs are extremely large on your head-end equipment, your networking equipment to get that going. That was the largest cost of this entire project for this pilot area. We knew that going in. Uh, throughout the years, as I said before, we had established a pretty good telecommunication business with our, our large commercial industrial businesses here, and we were able to use uh, the funds and the revenues that we had received from those businesses and put that to this pilot program. So the, the best part of this is that we had the funds internally from that existing business to pay for that upfront capital X cost that we incurred. You know, this is why part of that plan to continue to expand can lower that overall CapEx cost over a larger subscriber base, as you, as you mentioned. Well, I love getting a better sense of the past and how you've been in this for 20 years. I'm, I'm always curious, is there a, like a, a great story that, that you think in terms of that really justifies why the utility has been involved with fiber? You know, whether it's, I, I believe you've connected the school district, um, you know, you have all these different things. And aside from the, the savings and the, and the revenue that you've generated for the utility, um, how has your fiber benefited the city? Has it created jobs, for instance? So our fiber has benefited the city, obviously, as you said, with the lower cost for the municipal services. Uh, their telecommunication costs are very low. We connect up every single school, uh, municipal facility, fire police, uh, technology center alike, and provide it to them. As far as businesses, per se, is, is being attracted to that, because we weren't actively marketing that service, I can't say for certain that that was a driver for any sort of business growth in the area. I will say as we go forward and from my research and speaking with other uh, communities that as we do announce this more and it becomes more uh, out in the open that we do anticipate uh, additional growth. And Sean, I'm when I was looking at your prices, I was I was thinking businesses in Westfield have a pretty good deal. Can you tell us about your pricing structure for both uh, residents and businesses? Sure. Um, the residential price, I'll start with that uh, at sixty nine ninety five per month, no contracts. It's a free Wi-Fi uh, included. That price we found is a very competitive price. It's a full gig price. It's a thousand Mbps upload and download. The competitors can beat that price. However, they can't compete with the speeds. And we found that that's kind of the sweet spot for the value of the product. It's actually, in a lot of regards, it's it's underpriced um, compared to full gig prices we've seen throughout the country. But we feel that we are not here to make uh, revenue for our shareholders. We're here to make enough profit to sustain the business and provide value to the community. So that's our driving force behind that price. And what is uh, Wi-Fi? Does that mean a managed Wi-Fi where the home user just doesn't have to worry about it at all? We do provide with the services a, a residential style router, and we can manage that for the customer as well. Great. And so, Sean, the uh, the businesses then? The business price is eighty four ninety five with a three-year contract per month or ninety nine ninety five with a two-year contract. You know, we do add $5 for Wi-Fi for the businesses. Um, at eighty four ninety five at a full gig, a thousand Mbps, we felt that it was extremely competitive. We did some research to see what the competition was offering, and, and again, we don't have competition on this level of service, but we did see lesser levels of service for much higher prices for our business customers. 
So we feel this is a tremendous value for our business customers, and we're uh, eager to get into the businesses and, and see what they think of the product. And do you have any sense of, you know, in terms of not doing television, have you had any pushback from people that would like to see you do television, or are people just excited to have the Gigabit uh, solo? We have had a lot of questions about this because some folks simply don't understand uh, the over-the-top cutting the cord options that exist out there. So one of the, the gaps is to educate the customers that you can cut the cord. Um, it's not always a one-for-one -one replacement of the channel lineup you may have. However, that, that is growing. And, and more, you know, every day that goes on, there's more options out there that are becoming available to customers where they can get almost a one-for-one -one replacement of the television. However, we are not in the television business. We do get asked about it. However, we are seeing successful acceptance of this product even without uh, television. And are you doing a telephone at all? At the moment, we're not. We're in the process of uh, evaluating a telephone solution. We hope to have a solution available in the fall, early fall of this year. Uh, so moving on to the future, um, Aaron, is this something that you see covering the entire city? Is this, are, are you sort of out of pilot phase and now just incrementally building toward a larger goal? Or do you think that this could just stop at a certain point? Well, um, I think what we would say is we're in a second pilot for this year. And it all boils down to our future comes to whether or not we can uh, retain funding for this project. Uh, we are a municipal department, <coughs> excuse me, and we rely upon our city council to provide bonding. For us to roll this project out to the remainder of the city would be a significant capital outlay that is outside of our current uh, financial means. So it would require us going to the city council for bonding. So right now, we do not have authorization to move forward to the rest of the city. We have authorization to proceed with a small, limited amount of fiber hoods to further gauge interest, to further validate our construction costs, uh, validate our acceptance rates. And from that, uh, we are hopeful that we will be able to demonstrate that the business case will support itself, and then we would then uh, be able to uh, receive additional funding. I think anyone who has heard of Westfield before probably knows that Western Massachusetts has been very much underserved by uh, a lot of providers. Comcast rarely reaches outside of the larger cities. Um, you know, Verizon has all but abandoned its DSL plant. Um, I would have to assume that you get calls on a fairly regular basis from nearby towns that are saying, hey, are you going to do us next? Yes, that's that's true. We are getting a lot of interest from surrounding communities um you know it's it's an interesting dynamic right now with the state in those hilltown communities you know we are focused on westfield at the moment but you know we don't know what the future will bring but we we're just focused on getting our product successfully rolled out in the, the city of westfield and, and doing the best job we can for those customers here in westfield so you had a competition to expand and to decide where you'd be going this summer, and that I assume that competition's been over for a little while. Um, did you guys uh, were you tempted with any bribes that any of your neighbors were offering, or that sort of thing? You know, there is a lot of uh, lobbying that, that we see that people are saying, "Please come to my you know section of town." We've had 
customers champion this product, go out and, and really solicit their neighbors and say, hey, make sure you express interest on our website. And it's been a really tremendous experience watching that happen. And, and it shows that the local level support that you can get for one of these projects can make it a success. And and that's what's exciting about it. That's what you know, Aaron and I know we love about this is this is a Westfield product and the more people that rally their neighbors, the faster we can potentially bring it to you. So that's happening and, and it's it's great to see. That's the kind of enthusiasm that uh, I think is one of those things that marks a community project. And I think it's really important for utilities like yours to be uh, figuring out how you can cost effectively bring this next utility out to everyone. So I want to congratulate you and salute you. Uh, is there anything else uh, about this project uh, that you want to tell us before we go, Aaron? The only thing I would add to our conversation is that um, we appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, Chris. And um to help any other municipal utilities out there that might be thinking about doing this. And I would just tell them that it is a challenge, but it can be done and it, and it can be done really well and successfully at, at a small municipal level. So fear not. I think that uh, it can be done successfully. Great. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. That was Chris and Aaron Bean, Operations Manager, and Sean Fitzgerald, Key Accounts and Customer Service Manager from Westfield Gas and Electric in Massachusetts, talking about their new fiber-to-the-home service, Whip City Fiber. <laughs> Remember to check out their website, whipcityfiber.com. You can read the transcript for this and other Community Broadband Bits podcast at mininetworks.org slash broadbandbits. We want your ideas for the show. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. Follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. Follow muninetworks.org stories on Twitter, where the handle is at muninetworks.org. Thank you to the group Forget the Whale for their song, I Know Where You've Been, licensed through Creative Commons. And thank you for listening to episode 205 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast.